scripture reading is from 1 Peter 3, 15 through 16. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who reveal your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. Great. So thank you all again for coming to the youth service. Um, I mean, this is an awesome opportunity for uh, us to just uh, share with y'all. And I don't know, it's a lot of fun. A lot of energy might be too much for some of y'all, but I appreciate you bearing it and still coming anyways. Um, yeah, so the uh, kind of know, teaching portion today, we're not really teaching, more just sharing um, about what we've been doing this fall, specifically a series that we went through with the youth on Tuesday night. Um, so when me and Amari moved here in January, uh, we, a, a big, uh, what's the word? A big, uh, story we kept hearing was how a lot of the youth, especially the high schoolers would go to school and then be berated by science teachers, history teachers, basically being condemned for their faith, being condemned for being Christians. Um, it was a very common thing we'd heard. Um, and so really that's where it started. We just started thinking about, man, we got to do something about this. And um, we just look through scripture and continually we see verses like that where we're called to be able to give an answer for people who ask a reason for the hope we have to be, I mean, you look all through Acts and almost every time Paul gives the gospel, he's, he's trying to convince people. He's giving arguments to convince these people that God is real and that Jesus is the true Messiah. Um, and so we thought we, that that would especially be something that is appropriate to, to teach the youth here. And so, yeah, since then, we've been just doing a lot of research. And um, Trent Pulliam, also, he's in college now, but he helped to do a lot of the, uh, a lot of the content, helped kind of filter through, okay, well, what's applicable uh, to the youth here? What's not applicable? What's interesting, not interesting? What's a good way to present it or not? Um, so, yeah, he was a huge help to that. But, um, yeah, so we kind of boiled it down to about six topics. Um, we'll hear from some of them tonight. We'll hear from all of them. But yeah, we meet every Tuesday night, do a little lesson, then an activity. The kids were army crawling around the room and building little stick figures with kitchen utensils named Fernando and uh, a lot of fun and random things. Um, but yeah, we uh, had a really good time and we, we were really encouraged by how, um, how interested and excited they were to be able to learn these things. I mean, I gave them homework every week. It's like, I, youth shouldn't give you homework, but we did. And uh, they, they did it, and it was, it was really encouraging for me and Amari to see their passion for it. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to kind of go through, and just to start us off, I'm just going to ask them what's something that you learned from the series. Um, one topic we learned about was personal experience, and people can have personal experiences with God, and they're a really good way to talk to non-believers about our faith because people can't tell you you're wrong. They weren't there. And, um, Amen. <laughs> yeah. And then um, it's like you can tell stories about your personal experience and people can start asking questions and you can tell them more about God. So, yeah. Kate. <laughs> so my name is Emery and <laughs> Um, something that I learned or from the lesson that I had was pain, evil, and suffering. And the past lessons like creation and evolution were um, mental, like in your mind, what you thought about it. But with pain, evil, and suffering, kind of like Kate was saying, it's um, more of a personal experience and what you feel in your heart. And um, yeah. 
my name's Jackson, and one topic we learned about was evolution and how it doesn't um, contradict Genesis, um, which means that if Genesis, I mean, if evolution is true, that doesn't prove Genesis wrong. So, um, because Genesis isn't like a science textbook, it's just like a spiritual book to um, like illustrate God and his power. Um, so Genesis and evolution can go hand in hand. My topic was the resurrection and the main three points that had to be proven for the resurrection to be true and to be like disclaimed was the disciples' firm belief that Jesus was resurrected, uh, the sightings, numerous sightings of Jesus after death and the missing body. And we had just gone through some explanations for some of these uh, points, like, for instance, the identical twin theory, uh, <laughs> which is pretty silly. Uh, the one was the apparent death theory, which was Jesus didn't actually die, but uh, by the water coming out of his side, that's a sign of plural effusion, I'm pretty sure, which just means that your blood has no oxygen and you are dead. Or plural, or asphyxiation, or something like that. Yeah, uh, so that's what I learned about. All right, I'm going to test them right now. Um, yeah, this is, I was sat, so they always sat right here, and then I would sit behind them because my face was like this. More times than not. Because Tyler and I are a little bit different. You explain the gospel to me, and I say hide and go seek. And I can explain it later if you need a more version of that. I don't give you, like, a seven-step. My brain isn't that smart. Um, Tyler, on the other hand, gives, like, he had this huge book he ordered um, for this series. And I looked at it, and I was like, yep, I'm tired. Like, I can't, nope, not page one. I couldn't get through it. But these kids, what is, so I'm pretty sure it's with creation. Um, the clause, anybody, what is the word even? Kalam cosmological argument? Amen. Thank you. So they actually know that term. I don't even know how to say it, obviously. So, um, yes, like Tyler said, we have been so, so encouraged um, by what they've learned. And that's my next question, though. So with what you have learned, how has this shaped your experience in your relationship either with God or with others? Um, at first, I think, I thought that my um, faith hadn't been changed that much, but then Amari was asking me questions, and I realized that I had like started talking to non-believers more about my faith, and it wasn't anything like big or transformative, but it was just like I was doing it more. And I think before I knew God gave people words and like explain it but you know like gave them words so that they could talk to people but I just thought that like oh if like he would do that for me but I would like mess it up and then I think yeah <laughs> and then I think mindful faith gave me the courage that um, God will give me the words and all I have to do is love people and Jesus will do the rest so um, this was actually kind of a hard question for me because I know that it has impacted and changed my relationship with the Lord. I have not been able to find a way to kind of put it into words, but um, for others, how it's 
with my relationship with others. So when I go into a conversation with somebody, I know that their picture or view of God will be different than mine because when they think of God, they think of perfect. And we do know that God is perfect, but they think of that no bad things happen, like pain, evil, and suffering. And so if something, if they have pain in their life or suffering in their life, then they might not believe that God is real because they think that he would never make any bad things happen because he is perfect. Um, I don't think the series really changed my faith, but I think I'm like better prepared to point someone towards God in a conversation while loving them and respecting them. Um, yeah, and I've got more confidence now to talk to people about it. So, yeah. Uh, just one way that the resurrection uh, night had changed me uh, was a few weeks ago I was going to snow camp with a bunch of the other high schoolers uh, with Logan who's somewhere over here. There he is. And, uh, and one night it was chips and salsa night where you go and eat chips and salsa with Logan and, uh, <laughs> and a few of the other high schoolers. And one of my friends went with me and he was just asking some hard questions about like how do we know that Christianity is the right religion and it was there were tough questions and on our walk back I just asked if like resurrection was like one of the things that was holding back from truly believing and he said yeah and I just walked him through what I had learned on the resurrection night and uh, I just feel like that may have impacted him and now maybe more of a Christian than he was the night before so yeah Well, thank you, all. Oh, thank you all so much for sharing. Um, I want everyone to give them a round of applause first. Because as you all know, it's not easy getting up here. Um, and so I just want to commend you all's faith and boldness in doing that. And so just thank you all a lot. Um, when growing up, my mom, um, was my Sunday school teacher a lot, and we did Case for Christ apologetics a lot in high school and growing up, and I, whenever I was at that age, I was like, cool, this is, I mean, great, I'll eat it up, it's pretty easy, A, B, C equals D, whatever. And then I get to college, and some of my stories, I really struggled with my faith for a season. Um, I was in, big into campus ministry, and so I would... And our campus, how it was structured, was an international campus. We had a lot of kids from China and Korea, and so a lot of my friends came from there, um, meaning a lot of my friends were Taoist, Buddhist, atheist, whatever. Um, I had experiences where I'd be praying in the morning, be like, God, I just want to like evangelize to an atheist. Have a kid stand up in the middle of my diversity classes. Well, actually, I'm an atheist. And God was like, there you go. So I had all these awesome experiences to use my apologetics that I had learned in high school. And then came a season where I was like, God, are you real? And I was so ashamed and so devastated for so long that I was wrestling with that question. But I'm so grateful for my mom who put in front of me things that helped me remember, okay, it might not feel like God is real, but I was given evidence after evidence in all other areas. So whenever I got to that point, I was like, okay, God, I don't know how you're real. I, I cannot fathom it. I cannot understand it. But I'm going to sit in a place of faith in front of your word and trust. So that's my encouragement over them. That's my personal experience with that. 
Um, and so with that being said, um, as I've already had y'all kind of like commend their faith and all they do, I'm just going to end this time of just sharing um, what a gift it's been. Um, I took the youth pastor job in July um, with much, uh, I don't want to say hesitancy. You can ask Eric. Uh, he's giving me a face right now. But just this idea of like, why me? Um, it doesn't make much sense to me still. Um, but I, can, I have little flag markers from these kids that I'm like, God, even if it's just to bless my life, which might be selfish, but even if that is the case, God, your glory is being shown in my life. So um, I just encourage you to sit back and hear some stories I have with the kiddos. Um, so we have um, four Bible study groups, middle school, boys and girls, high school, boys and girls. Um, Tyler, once again, is better with memorizing scripture than I am. So I'm learning from him in that way. And so you're welcome, middle school girls. That's why we're really harping on that this semester. But we had a boy memorize. It was 12. God darn it. Tyler and I were talking in the car. We couldn't figure it out. 12 verses in a span of two and a half months. Um, raise your hand. We'll, we'll call people out. I'll do it. I'm not ashamed. Raise your hand if you memorized one verse the past year. Okay, we got some. Okay, cool. Raise your hand if you memorized two. Oh, okay, okay, we got some. Three. Oh, man, we got some strong. Oh, four. We'll jump up to five. Maybe we got some, sh- we'll, we got some shy people, okay? Um, six. Seven. Eight. Okay, we already know you won. Okay, you don't have to be that conceited. (laughs) So, yes, good job. But that's just something that so not convicted me in a bad way, but encouraged me to be like, God, I want to know your word. And that's so awesome that a middle school boy is showing me that. And he's excited and he knows it. And I'm like, give me the strength to know. Um, another one is when we went backpacking, um, one night we were exhausted. So we took the kids in July on a backpacking trip, Tyler and I did, which we love. And, um, we were just flat out exhausted on like day three and we were just like laying down. And the lesson was, we're going to teach you like how much Tyler and I know how to talk to a non-believer. Um, once again, that's God's grace that he gave us that lesson because how do we know that? But we were the atheists. We role-played some different, um, ages and whatnot And so we had the kids. We didn't know how they would receive it. And the first time it went was, hey, my name is so-and-so. Do you know Jesus? And I was like, whoa. Hello, my name is Amari Graber. Nice to meet you, too. Um, But then by the end, we had kids talking to Tyler and I, like we were kids in class that were new. And they would come up and be like, oh, my gosh, hey, where are you from? What do you like to do? You like skiing, so do we. Do you want to come out with us and ski? Nothing pushing and shoving down someone's throat. I know Jesus, you should. But a love of like, I want to get to know you. Um, With that being said, we got back on a Friday or Saturday. On a Sunday, we were playing ball um, at the park. And one of the boys was hanging out with another kid we didn't really know. We come to find out he was Jewish. So we kind of start a conversation with him. And before you know it, an eighth grade boy is having a conversation with a Jew about his beliefs. Wait, what do you celebrate? Can you tell me more about that? That's really awesome. Can you, like, what does your family like to celebrate? How do they like to celebrate it? What do you like to wear? Do you, how does that shape your faith? 
we get back to the church, and he looks at Tyler and I, he's like, did I do it right? <laughs> and my heart was just so full, and I was just like, I don't know. I'm sorry, but I don't know like, what quote-unquote is right, but if I'm the judge of it, which I'm not, I'm like, you loved him so well. Um, and with that being stated, another thing was when we went backpacking, we had a sweet young girl. Sorry. <laughs> get extremely, extremely sick. And if you have ever been backpacking, you know that is one of the worst feelings in the world. You are so vulnerable. You're out there in the middle of nowhere and you're just disgusted. Like you just feel gross. You cannot sleep. You just are so unprotected. It's awful. But this sweet girl not only powered through, but just getting to hear just her faith in the Lord. And also like if I'm sick, and Tyler can testify, I'm like, just have a bad attitude. Like, I'm not there for the group. I'm like, whatever, every man for himself at this point. But not Kate, just there, just loving people well and just persevering. And she probably in her mind the whole time was like, Amari, I hate you. I can never follow you again because you keep making me walk another step. But just getting to see that made me question. I'm like, how do I walk with God? When I don't feel right in life and God is still like, please trust me and walk another step. Do I, am I like digging my heels in the ground being like, no, who are you to tell me what to do? Instead of like learning from Kate and being like, I'm not the guide. I don't know what's best for me. And all I know is it sucks, but I'm going to trust. Um, another one is from a sweet, I love my middle school boys too. Uh, I just keep having stories from them. But one of them was we were doing a little peaceful series that I was meaning for girls. And it, the boys just did amazing at it, which I loved. But one of them I was asking during that series was, um, what are gifts of God you've been given? And of course, in my head, I'm thinking like things like God's given me. And of course, I hear the notable answers like I'm smart, I'm athletic, I'm knowledgeable, I'm kind, I'm all these things. And he just looks at me, innocent as can be, and he says, the revelation that God's real. <laughs> now, that's a piece of humble pie for a youth pastor to sit there and go like, oh, yeah, surely I thought of that, not... But once again, it makes me, and it's still, God still, I love it, just replays in my mind every time I'm like wondering what God's given me. I'm like, do I remember that God has given me the gift, that he is so real? And then my last one, or I have two more. Um, sorry, and you're like, oh my gosh, stop talking. But um, I love to brag on these kids. So the worship team, A, you can give another round of applause. So we have started this series or this idea of trying to get the worship group together once a month and then they kind of lead us, the youth, in a worship night. Um, and it's just been amazing to see the faith and the hard work. I'm like, how much effort do I put in something to volunteer? These kids put in hours a week to come and do what they just did, but they do it every month. And I'm just like, God, like, give me that kind of endurance to know in my heart that you've given me a gift and be like, I have homework and I have sports and I have friends and I have family and I have all these things, but I'm going to still come and I'm going to practice and do it to the best of my ability. So thank you all for teaching me that. Um, and then my last is, so with the four Bible study groups, I kind of go full circle with that I started with, is our uh, middle school girls. Um, so once again, I'm coming in thinking, cool, I've led Bible studies all of college, right? You know, who am I? Three years, like pat on the back for me. So I'm going to be great. 
at leading middle school girls in Bible study. Not true. Um, and so what I found out is I started giving opportunities to the high school girls to lead. And they would sometimes take it here or there. The middle school girls heard about it. They're like, can I get a chance to lead? And I'm like, yeah, for sure. I would love to teach you how to lead, you know, how prideful I am. And um, before I know it, these kids have invited probably around eight new girls to Bible study and have made it so interactive, so real, so tangible, and they're so excited. And I'm just sitting there in awe every time. I'm like, thank you, God, that you have given your kingdom to children. So, once again, I want you to give a round of applause to these awesome kids that not only on the panel, but on the youth group.